Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving businesses and individuals the tools that they need to make themselves as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking marketing. We love talking marketing um, and reputation management and probably some other things that we're going to work in there. So please join me in welcoming AJ Prasad to our program today. Welcome, AJ. Hi, Debbie. You know, I'm glad to be here. You know, this really is going to be very interesting because we don't, you know, we we've, we have frequently programs about marketing, but you're in a little bit different niche. So we're going to be talking to a different audience. And you've got, um, you know, as I mentioned, reputation management that we're going to talk about. And that is something that I think most businesses and I, I'm, I know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, just kind of generalizing here, but I think a lot of businesses totally forget about that, or they think it doesn't pertain to them. Um, and so I really want to talk about that. But before we start, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So AJ Prasad is a serial entrepreneur and founder of GMR Web Team, GMR Transca- Transcription, and Repugen. Since working in executive marketing positions at various Fortune 10 companies, AJ has built himself as a well-regarded business owner and an expert in the field of digital marketing, specifically in the healthcare industry. AJ is constantly taking new ideas and turning them into successful business ventures and continues to create new businesses even to this day. So again, AJ, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Debbie, for for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here. You know, it really is going to be a great program because, you know, as I mentioned, we're going to talk reputation management. We're going to be talking uh, marketing. But let's kind of go back because you worked for the big guys. You know, we don't have to mention the big guys' names, but Fortune mm-hmm. 10 gives us a pretty good idea of who some of those big guys <laughs> might be. So why did you decide that you were going to take that leap and become an entrepreneur? Yeah, this this, this is really interesting. So I have uh, I have worked for big guys. I have worked for small guys, and I have, I have even been uh, you know the the CEO of a dot com company back in okay. the dot com era when mm-hmm. uh, when everyone thought it, it, when most of the companies fail. Mm-hmm. So and I would. I was. Uh, I have always said I was among the fortunate ones. So it's not like I was not happy. I was happy working for the companies. Mm-hmm. Most of the jobs I have had has been very fulfilling. You know, okay. thanks to uh, you know some of the right mentors. I guess I had very early in in my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and everything was so. So there was not a whole lot of complaint. I can say that I had. So you know, I was always an entrepreneur in the sense that. Uh, when I was in corporation, I was not happy to just look at the process and do whatever it is. And I was always in thinking about how to make it better. And I mm-hmm. will always go and suggest okay. sometimes bizarre stuff, sometimes uh, <laughs> really smart things. Mm-hmm. But but I, I was, you can say, you know, there was a term in those days in corporations called entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So so I, I always had that instinct. But again, I was very happy to work within the corporate uh, uh I would say framework, mm-hmm. with the exception of like one or two jobs where uh, you know I one job especially where I was like very unhappy because mm-hmm. it looked like I was working for government. In other words, oh, anything mm-hmm. you do won't matter. Okay. Uh, sort of. So mm-hmm. th- then, what happened in my last job was as a head of a product. Uh, you know, it was a consumer electronic electronic product that mm-hmm. I uh, literally I was hired to create. You know, I. It, it, I started that with, you can say, uh, which is the fact that I started with a with a sheet of paper where mm-hmm. we wrote, where I wrote exactly what I wanted, worked with a team of 200 engineers to get the product, uh, uh, you know, uh, ready, mm-hmm. and in, g- go to the market in time, which was like almost two years Mm -hmm. so everything was fine uh literally the day the product was launched i was fired oh no and yeah now you know just what you know that product ended up and and the launch is always like the thanksgiving for consumer Mm electronics so thanksgiving weekend it was launched so i was i was fired 
uh, a week before Thanksgiving. And, and this product ended up becoming the product for that year. Oh. Uh, um, so, so again, I don't want to go into the detail of mm-hmm. me firing, but I, I've always told people that, listen, I would have fired myself too because there was such a big difference in terms of direction, um, you know, with me and and the mm-hmm. and the you know power to be is in the right. company. And that happens. Yeah, and and you know, it in the long run, it ended up that I was correct. Not even long, just four or five months later, it turned out that I was correct. But it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is, and and I'm not uh, saying that I had any. I'm saying this with any kind of uh, glee that I was correct and and everyone else was wrong. But the fact of the matter is that that I was, I didn't have the job. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I started to reflect and what shocked me was I was so sure that I was right. Mm-hmm. You know, the direction I wanted to go was right. I was so sure about the product that it will work. But somehow or other, I was not able to convince, you know, the power to be mm-hmm. in the company, right, mm-hmm. to believe that and, and, and stick with me. Instead, they went with, you know, some people who ended up, literally driving the company into the ground. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, my whole thing was, I really, I realized that at, that was the first time when I realized that I really don't control my destiny mm-hmm. as much as I think that I do, right? Because, <laughs> because right. you know, I, I was always, I had done okay. I was very fortunate to move up very quickly in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, after like four years of working, I was already uh, vice president of major corporation. Mm-hmm. So it was very fulfilling, but that's the first time I realized that I, I don't have any control. Now, because this product became such a big hit, as you can imagine, uh, you know, I had competitors uh, really coming after me and, and they wanted me to come on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I so I decided to take a vacation. We went to Paris with my family. Mm-hmm. And while walking there, I was just wondering, it's like, wait a minute. So this job that I was offered was to be a president. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I, that's what I have always wanted and why I'm not excited. Right. And it just dawned on me that, you know what, I was not really, I wanted more control over mm-hmm. my life, of mm-hmm. my uh, destiny. And that's when I came back, I told them I'm not going to take that job. Mm-hmm. So only thing I knew that I'm going to to start my own business, I had no clue what I was going to do. <laughs> the, you the, just didn't want to work for a big company anymore. Exactly. So, so all or for anyone. Mm-hmm. So basically, I said, you know what? I'm just going to become my own boss, and mm-hmm. I'll figure out what I want to do. Uh, so, so that was the so that's that's what it triggered. Like my firing from a job, which turned out to be a wrong fire. Even my boss, mm-hmm. uh, who you know, the, uh, who had who was part of the the firing later on, told me because you know the whole company suffered. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter to me. I, I just wanted to have more control over my, right. my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, that's how I decided to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a story that resonates with so many people. You know, it was it was kind of the, the forced leap. But Correct. we had that in our minds to start with. You know, the, the, because there are people who work in corporate America and love it. I mean, you know, clearly there are hundreds of thousands of people who work in corporate America, whether it's, you know, the, 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 the gigantic companies or, you know, something that is fairly small. They love that, you know, for whatever reason, they like the structure, mm-hmm. they, they like the hierarchy, you know, all those various things. And, and, you know, but there are so many other people who think I could do it better, faster, different. Um, you know, all these various things. And yeah, there are those of us and I'm going to raise my hand on that one that really, you know, I don't I, I, I always got along well with my bosses, with my supervisors. But, you know, there were times where I thought I could do their job. I could do it better. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, you know, it, it really does make sense sometimes for people to go out on their own. And, you know, and, and the nice thing is you have been very successful at it. And, you know, you founded your company back in 2004. So clearly, you know, it's it's been going strong because it's, you know, it, it is a very successful company. So, you know, you you decided to go down this path of, of marketing. Why did you decide to focus on the healthcare industry? Okay, so so it was, again, a long uh, journey. So as I told you, so first thing, I had no idea 
what I wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I only thing I knew that I'm going to do something. Right. So I went and I bought Inc. magazine, an entrepreneur mm-hmm. right. magazine. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we and, study up. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and study up. So first, I I decided to uh, to start a digital marketing agency okay. because you see my background is in marketing, really mm-hmm. in corporate America. And I have been in every industry. So, mm-hmm. so you can imagine. I started with the restaurant industry. Then I went to toy industry, which with the the number one toy company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then I also was in in the oil company, uh, right? And then, mm-hmm. then went to a startup, which became very successful. Then went to another startup that failed. And and after that, I I came up with. Uh, I started working for uh, this last position was mm-hmm. I took with this uh, consumer electronic product. Mm-hmm. So I am a, you know, I'm like a, you can say a, a billboard that says, hey, you know, marketing is marketing, no matter mm-hmm. what the product, because marketing is a process. It's a mindset. It has nothing to do with the product. Uh, so I started digital marketing agency simply because, so first thing when I started doing uh, because of who I knew and where I was. So, of course, I got consulting, right? So, first, mm-hmm. I thought I would be a, just a marketing consultant. Right. Uh, first job, consulting job, which I got very quickly, but I realized that I hated it. And, <laughs> and, the, and the reason I, I hated that was because uh, all of a sudden, now I'm, I'm looking from inside, from outside, mm-hmm. uh, and looking in from outside. And then, then I started to realize that, okay, these guys had no interest in my skills they were just trying to use me as like a think of it as as one of the pawns to get their message across yeah, sometimes it's kind of the, the the cheap labor they're not having to pay overhead you know all these various things yeah and and actually the the funny thing is that it was not even cheap uh, uh it i was pretty expensive resource mm-hmm. but but they, they what they were doing is they use my uh you can say uh credibility mm-hmm. to um uh you know, um, in in order to to basically say, hey, you know what, uh, you know, I got this uh, information from from this guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and so as as a result, uh, you know, now we have something that is, uh, you know, that that you would be very um, interested in. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not because they thought that what I was offering was really uh, interesting. It was just that. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I have an expert, and he has the expert opinion. So, mm-hmm. my point of view is the correct point of view. Right. Uh, and and I I see that's the game that I left. So so I'm like, you know what? Uh, fine. I'm 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 just going to get out of this mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so 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 this so the big company was was done in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then what happened by chance? that a friend of mine who knew owner of a small company asked me and said, can you help him? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I can do for a small company, uh, uh, but I will see, uh, you know, what, what, I, uh, what, I, uh, what I can do. So, so that was the, basically the, uh, my beginning of dealing with a small business. Mm-hmm. And it was like mine. Uh, opening stuff for me because I realized that God, you know, this guy has no agenda. Mm-hmm. Only thing he is concerned about is his business. Right. So it was so refreshing. So that I started doing it. Now the problem was that for overall marketing, and this is the, by the way, the big mistake all the small companies do. They tend to market like a big company. Right. They, they want do the to same be thing. the big company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because again, most of the quote-unquote experts in the marketplace. Uh, have are either just have academic knowledge or they are which is all about big companies right mm-hmm. or or they have uh, um, you know they have worked for big companies so so then I started to see that difference um, and and by the way analysis is one of my my strength mm-hmm. so I I could start to see the big difference between big companies small companies so I just said oh you know what uh, I'm going to focus on small companies but I want to to work in the area where small companies have a shot against the big companies rather than, you know, help them with, uh, you you know, here's a beautiful logo for you. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, you know, the branding and all that, which is 
totally like uh, irrelevant for small companies. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where I, I started. Uh, and that's the reason I got into digital. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember in 2004, digital was not that common. As a matter of right. fact, 99%. We didn't have Facebook, did we? No, there was no Facebook, <laughs> and and 99% of the um, of the people did not even uh, of the small businesses didn't even had you know website. Right, because so, they saw no need for it. Exactly, I, they will even tell me, "Why the heck do I need website? Mm-hmm. Isn't it for big companies?" Mm-hmm. So I so I started that, and I said, actually, this is the only what you don't need is a is a fancy logo <laughs> and a beautiful right. brochure and all those mm-hmm. things because. It doesn't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. This is one area where you can go, you know, head on against the small, uh, mm-hmm. you know, large companies. So, so that's where I started to focus on, and and it's and I was taking every kind of customer because, like I said, uh, and I still have, by the way, many many customers who are from, uh, you know, different area. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so initially everything worked, and then about I would say 2011, 12. One thing that became very important is is the customer, um, you know, not first thing the reviews, and also the you know getting uh, customer feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, even on the online world, it started to right. become <clears throat> really important. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the problem I had was when so if you are a business with only five six uh, customers a month, which for example I am, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if I get in 15 new customers a year, I'm doing very well. Right. Uh, so, so then, but then, of course, I have an internal process of finding out from my customer and I will ask them to do something. But the way I build credibility for my business is, is by doing more things, writing articles, getting uh, published, uh, and, and every, you know, talking to you, for example, mm-hmm. so, right. so that as, as an expert, but many small businesses do not have my skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as it started to to reach that level, then I, then I said, okay, the the ideal client for me. So so by the way, I always the first thing I meet when I when I meet uh, with a client, uh, potential client, and say, okay, who's your ideal customer? Right, <laughs> right? and they will tell you everyone exactly. <laughs> and then then I will try to to pinpoint it. So one day right. while driving, I'm like, wait a minute. So why am I doing that? I, you know, I'm. This is for everyone. Just because I can do it, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I should. Right. Right. Uh, so 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 then then I started to analyze my client base, mm-hmm. and of course I had many dentists and physicians already as mm-hmm. my you know client, and I started to see that you know the the new process that i have created which, which i call the three pillars of marketing and now i just say three pillars of healthcare marketing mm-hmm. is you need to have you know constant uh, tracking monitoring of uh, customer satisfaction and making improvement mm-hmm. you need to have you know robust online reputation right and you need to have a a, a really good uh, web presence right so so i started to realize that the my clients who could very easily do all three mm-hmm. are the healthcare clients, mm-hmm. and and the reason is that they go through a lot of uh, patients, right? Mm-hmm. So so you like I said, if you have only 10, uh, 10 customers a year, then unless you are doing an in depth one to one with those customers, you won't know where you could get better, where you can get improve because doing a survey won't matter. Right. So you almost have to do a focus group with them. Mm-hmm. But when you have that many people, you can do a simple survey and, and you start to get uh, the feedback in terms of how to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. So so it just turned out that the health, uh, I started to realize that given what I wanted to do, because frankly, I didn't want to do a focus group of my clients, customers, and, and one-on-one all. Uh, so, so given that, I realized that the healthcare uh, providers are my, going to be my ideal clients. Now, mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now for healthcare provider obviously works for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But then, right. then, what, then... I tell I, people marketing is marketing is marketing, but... <laughs> yes, but what happens actually is even I prove myself wrong because I used to think that the exactly that marketing is marketing is marketing. And I'm realizing that as I am getting deep into one uh, segment, the healthcare... Mm-hmm. You know, I am coming up with products that 
would not make sense for the other industry, for right. example, uh, that, that I'm, I'm introducing and I'm, I'm working on. So it just turned out to be a, even a smarter idea than, than I thought mm -hmm. to be focused on one industry right. uh, in uh, healthcare. So, th so that's how, so it was a long journey. As you know, Rima, you talked about uh, um, GMR transcription. Mm -hmm. uh, the only reason I created GMR transcription is back in 2005, I decided that I want to focus on people who want a web-based business, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. because okay. I almost have an affinity for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, you know, I, by the way, now I mentor um, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, because I think I can help them. Mm -hmm. And I have several entrepreneurs that I mentor even Great. now. So I always had affinity for entrepreneurs. So I thought, you know what, I want to focus on a niche where I can help people create a web-based business. Mm -hmm. Now, my, my thing is that I'm a very big believer that I don't want uh, someone to be my guinea pig. So even mm -hmm. though I was very sure uh, I knew how to do it, I was not going to just do it and, and you know, on a client, charge them money mm -hmm. and, and try it. So I ended up uh, creating GMR transcription because in my mind, there was a need for that, uh, this business for a transcription mm -hmm. that is... Okay that is very transparent in terms of pricing and everything. Again, mm -hmm. 2005, it was not there. Right. And and because I, I wanted to tweak it, I wanted to see what marketing works and all. And my expectation was very modest. I mean, I had told one time my wife that, you know, uh, this business, who knows, you know, one day it may start to make our car payment. Mm -hmm. So that was my expectation. Uh, and and uh, again, I was, I did not do any market research because I just wanted to see how a web-based system works, right? Mm -hmm. It was not looking to scale or anything. Mm -hmm. But I think I just stumbled into a, a, a niche where there was a big need for it. And in, in three years, it became like a seven figures business. Wow. Uh, so, so now I have a team is that manages. So I have a, you can say a president and, and then there, there are team members. And mm -hmm. who completely managed it? I'm, I'm totally out of it except as a consultant. And, nice. And, and so I'm, I'm totally out of it. And it, mm -hmm. it, it's a beautiful business that runs on its own. You know, it supports it. We have over 200 uh, transcribers all over mm -hmm. the country, you know, who are able to, we are able to provide some job. Um, and, and, you know, the people who are working on it, they are very fulfilled and I make a good profit. So it's win, mm -hmm. win, win every right. Uh, now, I'm I'm curious, is it medical trans transcription, because that was kind of my first thought, or is it transcribing anything, like, say, podcasts? Transcri transcribing anything except medical transcription. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, medical transcription is a very comparative area, plus it is is dying. There are a lot of regulations there and everything. So, no, right. we uh, again, I this was not going to be my primary business. Mm -hmm. So, so that's the reason I was I was telling you that I thought it would be a very tiny business because mm -hmm. I only transcription people had heard of was medical transcription. Right. And then people started coming out of woodwork. It's like, uh, you know, the students who would record a lecture right, or they take their notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the professors, the uh, the the uh, writers who interview people. It was just just mind. Now we have like, uh, you know, a a really large. Uh, Wall Street advisory company is using us to transcribe all these uh, earning calls. Wow. And we have many podcasters, by the way, who use us. Uh, you mm -hmm. may have even heard of some of them like Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. uh, right. John Dumas, uh, mm -hmm. Jamie Masters. So so these are all, they are all using our services. It just mm -hmm. turned out to be a much bigger market than I thought it would be. Right. Well, and kind of an aside, the, the reason I asked about podcasting is, you know, that is a different way for a podcaster to get their content out there. You know, they get it transcribed and then maybe they turn it into blog posts or, you know, various which, things. Which is exactly what yeah. mm -hmm. uh, people are doing. And, and what is most interesting is I know that, uh, you know, our most famous one uh, client, Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. you know, he did that because some people complain on, on his social media that I am, uh, uh, you know, I'm like... Uh, 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 you know, I cannot read, you know, mm -hmm. I, uh, right. That's their, they, they, they learn better by reading as opposed no, to, no, but, but they, they were like, uh, what you call visually impaired. Oh, okay. So, so they yeah. could not read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they said, well, and, and in fact, some people even complain that, uh, you know, this could be a 
case for lawsuit or something. It was right. so stupid. Uh, so, you know, the reason I'm saying is because I saw his comment Mm-hmm. That said, you know, this makes me stop doing my uh, uh, doing this podcast program. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but luckily, he found us because he was desperately looking for a good transcription right. company, mm-hmm. and he found us, and we have had a great relationship for uh, over three years now. I wonder, uh, I love it. Uh, so he he's using it. So see, but again, I don't get any credit for that. Mm-hmm. That credit goes to the team that is managing, right. and mm-hmm. they are doing just a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. I love it. So let's let's go back to healthcare, and I love mm-hmm. that you picked a niche, you know. And, and it's funny because we laughed when I said, you know, that the, you ask somebody and their perfect client, they will say is everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked about that numerous times on the program. Is there is nothing that every that everybody is your perfect client. I mean, 100%. I don't think there's a single product, um, you know. And and so and it's hard for a small business owner to say, okay, I'm going to limit the number of people I'm going to reach out to because then that transfers in their mind to limiting their income. And, you know, we have bills to pay and and all these various things. And, of course, what they don't understand is by hitting that niche, it actually allows you to grow your business as opposed to trying to serve everyone. You are so right, uh, Debbie. So let me give you a very quick example. So this is my second pivot, right, to healthcare. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. about two years into the business, just like any other business, uh, you know, it is a lot of work, right? It's struggle. Mm-hmm. It was not really rosy. I don't want to paint a picture that, wow, everything was. You didn't make millions the first month? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You know, so, so you know, we were not uh, in, in the beginning, it, we were struggling. So one year into this uh, this business, I had like, I don't know, at that time, maybe 10 clients or one, mm-hmm. one and a half years. Mm-hmm. And I had no time. I would come into the office and it will be one disaster after another, this client oh. unhappy, that mm-hmm. client. And, and you know, I was uh, actually, now I remember, we, we were up to like 17 clients at that mm-hmm. point. And I would come to the office and I will go home totally exhausted, not enjoy anything. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was thinking that, okay, I'm just going to shut this business. I was still very fresh. So I had recruiters always contacting me for a job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you have these options, then which is not a very good thing, but you always say, OK, heck with it. I, I will go back to the job market. Right. Mm-hmm. So one Saturday I came to my office, which every Saturday I come to the office. Office is closed. So mm-hmm. I'm alone and and I spend like four or five hours. So that really gives me a chance to to think about it and see what I'm mm-hmm. doing right or wrong. Uh, and so I was thinking about, OK, I'm, I'm just going to uh, to shut the business. So what is the best process? Mm-hmm. So I came in and I'm like, okay, I need to discuss, uh, let all our clients know. So I started to make a list of all our clients. And then it just dawned on me that there were three people who were sucking up all my time. Ah, okay. The mm-hmm. other 12 were so happy that I barely talked to them. And of course, they were most profitable clients mm-hmm. also. So I'm like, what is happening? And then I, I could start to see, almost you can see a, 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 a picture started to form in my mind is like who who are these happy clients and who are these unhappy clients mm-hmm. and so that was my first attempt to say okay who is my ideal customer right so it took me a uh, year and a half almost two years and and literally on the on the verge of getting to a point where i'm like okay i'm done with being my own boss mm-hmm. to realize that okay i was just doing it all wrong these are the three people who are sucking up all the air mm-hmm. Uh, all the oxygen that mm-hmm. uh, and and as a result i could not think about how to improve right how mm-hmm. how i i was just working on them not on my own business mm-hmm. so monday i came back and first thing i did is i resigned all three accounts right one one was very happy in fact sent it back to me and said you know you guys are horrible anyway <laughs> <laughs> well and yeah you get stuck in those things we don't you know yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah you know and it's like oh fine but yeah they're like oh good cuz this wasn't working yeah exactly uh, the 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 second one was said well you know i i think that we can work it out if you are interested and i'm like no actually we are not probably the right fit mm-hmm. for each right. other and the third guy was actually uh, was surprised me he came back he said what happened you know mm-hmm. we are so happy with you so i basically said I, you didn't sound happy right you complain <laughs> a lot <laughs> you know you call me every day you mm-hmm. you always complain about this thing that thing so we we came up with a protocol with him. Uh, mm-hmm. And so basically, I resigned, I lost two accounts. And all of a sudden, I had 
three, four hours every day free to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So where I could think about, I, I can look at what we are doing for uh, for my clients, what are my services, where I can make improvement. Mm-hmm. And that is how it started to go up. Now, of course, again, by switching to uh, the second pivot is like, okay, my ideal customer is, uh, is healthcare mm-hmm. uh, providers. And all of a sudden, I can see how much more my product is, is even better uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I... I tell everyone, and by the way, even when I was doing all things to all people, I told my clients that you should have a, uh, uh, you know, so so this tells you that you don't always do what you preach. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is hard to fire a client, um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if they're, you know, your, your smallest client or your biggest client. If it's, but if it's not working, yeah. you're right. It's it's not working for them either. You know, except the the one guy who was kind of like what. It, um, but you know, and, and so it's it's kind of a win win because they'll get to work with somebody that exactly, works better. Exactly. You know, and 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 if you can refer them to somebody, that's even better because then you know everybody's happy. But yeah, you know, if it's just not working, it's just not working. Um, you know, and, and, and I think we've all had clients like that, and it's really scary to fire them. I mean, it's like quitting a job. You know, you 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 rely on that, but to have to go in and say, you know what, this just really is not working. That's probably the sign of a, a really successful business is to be able to do that. Exactly, and and you know, you uh, even if you are not very successful, that's the only way you will become successful. Right. Is if you right. stick to the clients, mm-hmm. you know, who who like you, mm-hmm. you know, who who see the value that you know, and they are happy with the value mm-hmm. that you are you are generating for them. For right. whatever reason, if someone is always unhappy, you are better off saying, you know what, we are wrong wrong people. You know, we have we meet people right and some people we like and we become uh, lifelong friends some people we mm-hmm. forget next day right. i mean if we had the same approach as we have for uh, business that i don't know everyone i have to be best friend of imagine mm-hmm. you know we'll be just going crazy trying to please hundreds of people out right. there you uh, and and what you said is so right about it's usually just a small handful that are the time sucks yeah you know they they are the people that are demanding, are complaining, are, you know, whatever it is. And sometimes it is just a matter of saying, you know, okay, we need to to review this. You know, you get one phone call a day you know, or, or yeah. whatever it is. And then maybe the situation will work out. But, you know, it it, it really, and, and of course, those people, what is it? The squeaky wheel gets the, the most, you know, most attention. Exactly right. I think I've mixed up my metaphor. But, you know, and, and so, you know, it, it is those people. And, of course, the problem is, like you said, you know, you had, you know, the, the, the 10, 12 people that were going really well. Correct. But you couldn't help them as much as you wanted to because you didn't have time. You know, so it's, but, it's not only a detriment to be working with the people that aren't working. It's a detriment to the good guys, too. Yeah. And to your point, uh, even uh, it should you should not focus on how big they are. Like one of the clients that I resigned who was very surprised, I mm-hmm. told you that he said he thought everything was fine. Mm-hmm. So this was the guy, very famous guy, so I'm not going to use his name. Mm-hmm. He's always on, on the radios and everything on, uh, you know, uh, and and he travels all over the world and talks about it, right, on on, on these, uh, on, on TV shows, mm-hmm. famous, big, big TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, this guy is always traveling, right? And of course, they had, you know, he he had must have a huge budget. Mm-hmm. So one of his favorite, uh, you know, thing that has started is he would call me when he's traveling. You know, when you're when you're flying to whatever Africa, right. mm-hmm. and you, you are, had a long time, you can call. So you're you're trying to figure out what to do. It's like, ah, you know what? Let's talk to AJ. What uh-huh. is happening? So I I would get calls where he would be on the phone for literally an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, or more all the time he would always say can you improve there can you improve this and mm-hmm. that now of course uh, you can imagine that if you have such a big name uh, client big figure then it also helps right so so right. you you want to say you know what one of my client is this person mm-hmm. you know who who is who is very famous right and and so that was the reason where I would not even think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I dealt with this for literally close to a year mm-hmm. with this uh, this uh, torture, <laughs> and then finally when when I resigned. So so two things happened. So so I just you know basically 
told him that no, and, and we had a protocol and everything uh, set up, and later on we ended up, it did not work, because he said, mm -hmm. well, it is, this is too restrictive, so I can't work right. with that. So I'm like, mm -hmm. fine, you know, we understand. Mm -hmm. So, sure. uh, but, but the funny thing was that it's not like when he was there, I had like a, a flood of clients walking in, and it's not like mm -hmm. anyone left after, <laughs> mm -hmm. after right. we removed him as one of my clients from the... Uh, you know, from my list. So people always overestimate the value of uh, quote-unquote, uh, you know, important clients. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, for a, when you're a small business, it really doesn't matter. If you if you totally focus on on what you're doing and make sure that whatever you're doing is, is exactly what your customer wants and you're taking care of them, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Right. So you focus on healthcare, as we've been saying. And it's funny because... You know, when I talk to healthcare people, especially about social media, they will look at me and go, oh, I can't use that because of HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and yes, there there are federal laws that Correct. that are very specific and, and I also work with people in financial services and there's you know very specific mm -hmm. regulations about them too. And and so that's what I find fascinating is you have built a very successful organization working in an area that is very restrictive, um, you know, and, 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 and I love the fact that, that you have been able to do that because healthcare is something that 99% of us use, you know, luckily there are some of those people out there that are healthy yeah. and, you know, don't even, you know, hopefully they, you know, have their annual physicals and do those various things, but you know, maybe not, maybe they're just so healthy that they don't mm -hmm. and, you know, good for them. But, you know, it's, it's one of those industries where, as I said, we need it. And so as a consumer, as a patient, we try to research, you know, and, and so somebody tells me, hey, Deb, you know, you, you should go see Dr. Bob Smith. And one of the first things I do is I go to my little computer and I type that in and 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 I want to see what comes up. Correct. You know, and and that's where I think so many healthcare people miss out. And, and some of them are rather restricted simply by where they work. You know, they might work for a large practice, you know, all these various things. So we're not talking about the giant behemoths of the world because, you know, they, they've, they've kind of got their, their own system. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the smaller practices, um, or at least I am. And, you know, and, and when I, I, as a potential patient, if I don't find anything about them, my first thought is, huh, yep. wonder why I don't find anything about them. And then, you know, we, we mentioned reputation management because then the next thing is, what if the only thing I find is bad? You know, because people love to complain. Correct. Oh, do they love to complain? You know, and, and so that's where it gets scary because, you know, anytime I work with a business, they will tell me, gee, I don't want to be online. I don't want to be on review sites because people will say something bad about Correct. me. Correct. And, you know, the, the key is, yes, they're going to say something bad. I mean, you know, we can't please everybody all the time. People And people make mistakes. I mean, they review us and it's the wrong company, all those various things. But we don't want to ignore those things. So, you know, I really want to talk about reputation management because, as we mentioned, it, you know, it's not just for healthcare. I think it's for every single business. So, but, you know, and, and you, you do have a reputation management firm. Correct. What, you know, why do companies need to be concerned about reputation management? You know, we've just been kind of laughing about it, but why is it a concern? So, so, so let me give you some uh, stats that would be uh, astonishing. So, uh, you know, the latest, uh, you know, countrywide survey uh, by a very uh, reputable company suggested that, so 97% of the people will look at the reviews as one of the factors when they are making a decision. Okay. okay. So this is for everyone. Mm -hmm. So when you come to the healthcare uh, mm -hmm. area, when uh, so 85% of the people look at review as, uh, as you know, one of the factor in their decision mm -hmm. making. Mm -hmm. And by the way, 70% value review more than uh, recommendation for their friends and uh, relatives, which is like a mind-boggling number hmm, to me. That is interesting because if my friend said, "Hey, you should go to Dr. Smith," yeah, and, and but I find bad reviews, I'm I'm going to exactly. ignore my friend. Hmm, and 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 this was uh, actually uh, this verification came from one of my primary care physician uh, client who who was suggesting that that you know we you can you you need to help these uh, the surgeon group, and I'm like. Mm -hmm. Why do uh, you know? Uh, do they need more patient? Because don't you just mm -hmm. uh, recommend? 
you know, th- this you kind of get stuck with them. <laughs> yeah, referral. And he said, actually, you'll be shocked how many people that I say go to this doctor because I know that he's a very good doctor mm-hmm. uh, will come back to me and say, I don't want to go to this doctor. Can I go to this doctor? Totally based on on uh, on on the reviews. So right. getting back to uh, and as a result, so the third point that is very interesting is 30% of the patients will solely decide to go to a, a provider, healthcare provider based on review. Mm-hmm. 30% of the patients. So unless they have a great review, that it's not going to happen. Now, the other right. thing also is that um, just so that you know that, uh, you know, the, the people who are unhappy are almost 10 times more likely to go and write a review than their mm-hmm. than once uh, were happy and right. and and you see this is anecdotal uh, word that i have always heard about it mm-hmm. so what but it's what, true you know we have a bad sandwich at a restaurant we complain correct. we get the meal we're like eh, well so, whatever so so you know what what i did is i went and when when people come to us for marketing uh, you know we are big believer uh, and as a matter of fact one of the because i also think of myself as a patient so mm-hmm. You know, my thing is that my marketing, uh, uh, healthcare marketing, is geared towards where it will sort eventually improve the overall patient care. You know, mm-hmm. by the providers, because you know right. what, uh, the people who do a good job of taking care of the patients will get a higher market share using our system. And mm-hmm. if the people who do not take care of it, in other words, where the patients are very unhappy with them. We tell them that either you have to improve the system or I'm resigning. So we don't right. take. Uh, so so when we started signing up new uh, new clients, one thing that stood out because you see we start uh, doing the patient survey immediately after they start, right? Mm-hmm. So so we did that when once we started. I said, wait a minute. So let's now we have so much data, you know, of literally, you know, over. 300 uh, when we had data for 300 or plus uh, physicians so we said let's look at where they were you know on the review wise what mm-hmm. how was the review and what was the patient uh, satisfaction because you see i get i start getting instantaneously patient satisfaction number right every time patient mm-hmm. goes you know we do a survey of satisfaction mm-hmm. there was no relationship between patient satisfaction and reviews so the doctors who would hmm. have like 9.7 on the scale of 0 to 10 in terms of patient mm-hmm. satisfaction, you will see that the Yelp is 1.2, uh, health grade is, is 3.1. It's just mm-hmm. absolutely no correlation. Mm-hmm. And, that, and the reason, again, is because when you go to a doctor and, and you come out and you are happy with the experience, you don't, you're not chomping at your bitch to go home right. and I'm going to write a review. Mm-hmm. But if you are, you know, mad for some reason, mm-hmm when you come out uh, of the doctor's office and all of us in business know that you are not going to please 100% of the people. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that one in, in 500 or 200 uh, uh, patient who comes out who is very unhappy, there's a very high chance that, that he or she is going to go and write it on, on the review. Mm-hmm. So so that is one of the big reasons uh, is, is what we are seeing is that the reviews of a typical physician it has no correlation with the actual patient satisfaction. And, mm-hmm. and, and the funny thing is that when, when you say, when the doctor says, I don't want to go on social media, that does not stop anyone from going and writing a review and, and, right. and, and you know, about you on, say, Yelp or, or Google or HealthGrade, mm-hmm. and this is what will happen. Then you are not even in control of it. So you cannot even go and respond mm-hmm. to someone. So, right. so you are better off taking charge <laughs> of your whole reputation Mm-hmm. Own the social media platform, interact with people, uh, and 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 handle that. So 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 and because now interacting has a lot of HIPAA issues, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I think you know my approach is very different. Uh, I think when when I see difficulty, I see opportunity, because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people will give up right there. Uh, and so what we did is when we decided to go after the healthcare industry. We went and I personally got and got myself HIPAA certified. You know, my staff got HIPAA certified oh, okay. because, mm-hmm. because so that we really understand HIPAA issues. And mm-hmm. and so even a lot of doctors, you'll be surprised when they respond to reviews, they are violating HIPAA. Uh, right. Um, which now we tell doctors, you know, one of the things that we offer service is like, we will respond to all the reviews. Please, you don't respond. And, right. And I will run it by you what we are responding. Don't worry about it. But you don't respond because 
the, you know, in the, in the, not surprisingly, doctors are not up on every HIPAA uh, rule mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, on on public uh, these the social right. media and everything. So they might discuss the the symptoms or you know, it's not like a, or mm-hmm. just confirm it. So mm-hmm. if if I went and I complain about a doctor and I say, you know, uh, I had this uh, this headache and the doctor could not uh, you know diagnose for the first 10 times and then now he's telling me I have brain cancer. Suppose I say something mm-hmm. like that and the doctor comes up and says, well, you know, the brain cancer is only to 1% or that's the reason we did not do that. You, It's a no-no. Right, See, right. You just, I, like you said, you just confirm yeah, publicly that I that person has brain cancer. I can go and scream to the whole world that, you know, mm-hmm. I have this disease. There is, there's nothing, no problem, mm-hmm. right? I have freedom of speech. But the mm-hmm. moment a healthcare provider goes and even confirms what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so, so in that case, all you say is, we are really sorry about your experience, and mm-hmm. uh, and and we are always trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Something that you you are not confirming, not denying what the heck right. is saying. Just talk mm-hmm. about the sentiment that he has mm-hmm. expressed, rather than mm-hmm. the the disease. And mm-hmm. not, I mean, we have a one of our big advocate uh, uh, physician, and he won't listen to us. And mm-hmm. every patient, what whether it's good or bad, he has to respond himself. Mm-hmm. And I have told him so many times that, you know, doctor, you are violating HIPAA. And like, no, 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 I am not. I think I know HIPAA. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> they already mentioned their symptom or condition or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The patient is, is doing it. And then you are confirming by saying, mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, if you took this medication, it has these, these, these uh, problems. That's the reason I gave mm-hmm. you this medication. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Oh, eek, no. <laughs> Even I know you can't do that. Holy schmoly. <laughs> exactly right. So, so but but now we are, we are uh, because of of the HIPAA, now we are basically providing even this additional value, mm-hmm. right, for our clients by telling them uh, how to respond to people, who, uh, it, you know, without, uh, you know, violating HIPAA. So we, so this whole issue of HIPAA, which is like a, a you know, the negative, has, we mm-hmm. have decided to turn it into a positive for us. Right. Well, and, you know, anytime somebody complains, not anytime, most times when people complain, they just want to know that they were heard. Correct. You know, and, and so you don't have to go into great detail, you know, and, and saying I'm sorry is not saying we were wrong and we, we screwed up. Right. You know, contrary to what those lawyers say. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know, the best uh, thing to do, actually, if, if I tell doctors, if you're so concerned mm-hmm. about it, have your office contact them by phone. Right. You know, talk mm-hmm. to the patient because mm-hmm. that will give them the most, uh, I think, satisfaction, and and they mm-hmm. will probably be singing your uh, <laughs> your praises. Right. Right. If and, if you and do if that, and if it's a, a you know a, a fairly large office, they've got a patient advocate or at least an office manager yes. or yes. you know somebody that can call and respond to them, because it you know it, it very well be that maybe that they need to be seen again. And um, you exactly know, and right. Certainly don't want that not happening. And you know, Debbie. Almost hundred percent of our of our uh, um, you know the clients have the process to contact. So the office manager or or someone authorized mm-hmm. will will contact, talk to them, mm-hmm. uh, talk over the phone, because frankly we insist on this. Mm-hmm. Because I'm saying you know if if you are saying oh patient can say whatever they can say, I'm not interested. You know we I have my and he's a great doctor. You know we mm-hmm. uh, my. Uh, uh, you know the the person, my ortho, orthopedic uh, uh, doctor that I go to for my eyes. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. otherwise a great doctor, but has horrible review, and mm-hmm. uh, and he will say, "Oh, people can say whatever they can say." And I, and then the last time I was visiting, he said, "AJ, I understand that you do marketing." And I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he said, mm-hmm. "Well, why don't you market my practice?" And I'm like, "You know, doctor, doctor, I cannot do that because my mm-hmm. number one requirement is going to be you have to." Uh, handle these these people I, you know the right. answer of people can say whatever they can mm-hmm. does not work with my uh, with my clients mm-hmm. and so i said if you are ready, if you are ready and willing to to institute that kind of process i'm happy to come and talk to you about marketing mm-hmm. and he said he will get back to me he has not so right Right. And that's probably because he knows that he can't keep his his fingers out of it. Um, And and you mentioned something that I think is so important, and that's that when somebody does a review, they're contacted. Um, You know, I switched primary care doctors last year. 
for you know a variety of reasons and so i had this new doctor and she was new not only to me mm-hmm. but new to practicing i mean she was a fairly recent graduate right. or you know and, and i mean clearly she'd been through everything that she needed to for her training so she wasn't you know 22 years old but mm-hmm. um but yeah she was fairly new to actually being in a practice and bless her she was horrible i mean you know <laughs> you you talk about somebody who had no bedside manner and you know, and and one of the things I'm sure that she was told was you keep to the schedule, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and so she did. I was given my X number of time, you know, and 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 that was it. I mean, she didn't care if I had other questions, you know, and it, and she didn't even give me an option to set another appointment, <laughs> um, you know, and and you know, and and long story short, I have a, a, a um, med- I'm currently in treatment right now for cancer, <laughs> and so I have a lot that's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm actually doing very well, and you know, all that good stuff. Okay, thank but you. she was my primary care doctor, and she didn't ask me about that. Yeah. Didn't ask, you know, and, and, and it's in my chart. I mean, she's my primary care doctor. And I actually had some concerns that I wanted to talk to her about. And she basically told me, I'm sorry, you, you, yeah. you know, I don't have time for that. You know, you, you were here for your annual physical. We did this and this and this. I checked these off. You know, that's what I taught you. Know, and, and, and so, you know, they sent me their little survey follow up and I let them have it. So now, you know, it wasn't an online or anything like that. This mm-hmm. came from the practice. And I said, I will not come back. Crickets. Never heard from them again. You know, and, and it's like, really? You know, you, 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 most medical practices are, you know, they're they're not turning away patients. You know, they need people. It, and it really was disheartening to me that, you know, and, and I actually put in there, you know, here are some things that, that would make things better. I and, mean, you know, it wasn't just let's, let's, you know, yeah. be mean. And yeah, absolutely nothing. So, so you know, uh, Debbie, so now you you understand that uh, see one of the mission of GMR is mm-hmm. to is to take some market share away from the, you know this kind right. of doctors mm-hmm. and and you know bring them to the doctors who care about the patient. Mm-hmm. I mean that right. you know that that's the reason I, I insist on being a very patient centric uh, physicians uh, mm-hmm. or medical practices or urgent care center or whatever. Uh, surgery mm-hmm. centers as my client because if they are not patient centering, I'm not mm-hmm. interested. Yep. You know, and and on the the other the flip side, my dentist, I love my dentist. Mm-hmm. They follow up. They call. They you know all these various things, and you know, and 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 I really like that. Even if things were hunky dory and everything was perfect, they call and follow up. Got um, it. You know, and and you know, and and that just. It's a little thing, you know, and, and but it takes time. I mean, you know, say they see 50 patients in a day. I have no idea how many they can see. That's probably too many. But, you know, so even if that's just a five minute call, that's a lot of time that somebody's having to do. But it makes such a difference. And, and which is you know, so rare. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I I go to a dentist and I'm pretty satisfied with him. I mean, we have been mm-hmm. going there, you know, for years, mm-hmm. but I never get any call from him other than. Hey, you know, this is your next appointment. Are you right. there? So, mm-hmm. so when someone takes this next step, see, now you're telling me if mm-hmm. if I was I lived in Atlanta, I would be saying, who's this Dennis that right. you? Uh-huh. So, so, uh-huh. so this is what works when 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 um, providers are patient centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not difficult to be patient centric. No. You just have no. to care, and mm-hmm. all the process will already fall in place. Right. You know, and it's it's got to be hard for a physician, you know, because we can go to, um, you know, to to urgent care, all these various things so much easier mm-hmm. than trying to call and make an appointment with your primary care. In fact, when I called to make my, you know, my appointment for my annual physical, I, I was it was two months out. I'm like, oh, that's not going to work yeah. <laughs> you know, because, of course, I'd procrastinated. Um, but, you know, we have all these other options and the. But the physicians don't get that. Yeah, it's you know, actually it's, they, are they don't understand. It. It's easy. Yeah, they, yeah they're I mean, slowly I, I getting it. I think that mm-hmm. the older ones, what I am seeing at least, you know, and I'm giving you based on the sample size of you know hundreds, mm-hmm. uh, is that the younger ones seem to really uh, get it, mm-hmm. and they really care. The older right. ones don't, and and mm-hmm. right now, at least at this point, the older ones are in the you can say, uh, you know, the position of power. Mm-hmm. So Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they are the, the yeah, I mean, that's just the way the medical world works yeah. is, you know, those who have been in practice longer 
typically are more in charge. Correct, correct. So, so, but, but it is changing. I mean, you know, we have uh, every, at least, you know, ever since this, uh, uh, you know, this year, so which is what, you know, today is 17th, but maybe we had like mm-hmm. 10, 12 working days. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that we have gotten at least 10 inquiries from mm-hmm. people saying, you know, what uh, I need to uh, address our reputation right. issue. So, so I think that the message is, is getting across. People are mm-hmm. realizing that it is important. And, and then guess what? You know, this is now a consumer-centric uh, world. I don't mm-hmm. care what business you are in. Unless right. you have a, a really stellar reputation, you know, you will start to lose business and, and you may mm-hmm. not even survive eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you're right. It doesn't matter what the business is. Yeah. You know, um, we, we look up things all the time. I'm real big on when we travel. I look at hotels and I look at restaurants. Exactly. Um, you know, I, mean, I look at those online reviews and, you know, we won't I, I don't even care if it's drive further or, you know, all these various things. And, you know, it's it's such a simple thing to fix if somebody just takes the time to even go in and say, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry that happened. Yeah. And and that, this is exactly uh, what is happening because depending on the industry and healthcare is another one. Of course, you already said restaurant, hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just live and die by that. Actually, Harvard had a study that said that by getting one extra point on their reviews, the restaurants mm-hmm. can g- generate 10% additional sales, nine, right. nine mm-hmm. point something. And mm-hmm. You know, being from, you know, my first job was in the restaurant industry, in, in the marketing mm-hmm. department of a big uh, national chain. I can tell you that 10%. That's me, a lot of money. That means, uh, you know, literally doubling the profit mm-hmm. because they operate on such small margin that after uh, after a certain level, you know, 50% of the sales goes straight into the bottom line. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that that if, if any uh, restaurant chain can increase their sales by 10%, their profit will double. Right. Uh, and, you know, and and it's it's easy for businesses to set up, you know, their their own pages, you know, to, to double check all of these things. And but the, the hard part is, you know, we we don't have time as small business owners. And so, you know, I want to give you a chance because we've only got a couple minutes left. You know, again, you you are uh, pretty much just in the healthcare industry. But, you know, one last time, tell people how they can find you and connect with you online and get your information. Sure. So. So the best thing to do is you can uh, you can check my website to get information about our services. It is gmrwebteam.com. And then the other one is repugen.com. It's R-E-P-U-G-E-N, like reputation generation. And, mm-hmm. and, and the best way to reach me is uh, by email. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. it's ajay at gmrwebteam.com. In the subject line, please put Debbie's name because what what happens that I do get, you know, over thousand emails every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you know I try my best to respond to everyone unless I think that is junk and I don't read mm-hmm. and delete. Right. So mm-hmm. by having the very clear subject line, I will know not to delete mm-hmm. it. Right. And then I would you know, definitely I'm- respond. Perfect. You know, and, and you've got your social media links on there, all those various things. And one of the things that I was looking at before the, the program was you've got a blog that has great information. So, you know, if you are in the healthcare industry, check out the blog because there's lots of great information there. Yes. And, and by the way, we are planning on adding lots of more uh, information. I mean, I was actually uh, last night evaluating the, you know, the blog titles of the mm-hmm. upcoming blogs. And it's, you know, a lot of them are are very unique. It's nothing like that. Cool. So yeah, you know, check the blog and and uh, and you know, we we are constantly adding more useful information for the mm-hmm. healthcare industry there. Perfect. You know, and even if you're not in healthcare, there's lots of great tips Correct. there. Yeah. Great. Remember, we started with you know all thing to you know uh, doing mm-hmm. marketing right. for everyone, and uh-huh. again, the process is exactly the same. It, mm-hmm. It's no different from uh, whether it is healthcare. You know, the process is the same. You have to mm-hmm. uh, have a very, something unique, like that the customer, uh, you know, the reason for customer to come to you. You mm-hmm. have to really focus on your customer satisfaction, very be very customer centric, right? And you have to be found. So, mm-hmm. so this is very fundamental 
fundamentally, the, and when, when you're found, when people find you, you better have a stellar reputation online because right. no, they are not going to check your references. <laughs> they will check. Yeah. And we can go to the next person in our Google search. Yeah, exactly. So perfect. So it is. It's no different from any, any industry. And like I said, we have about sixty-seven or so clients, mm-hmm. and right now at least thirty plus of them are in in other industry, including wow. you know manufacturing, uh, retail, and everyone. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, you know, I've been having a great time talking with AJ Prasad. Again, his website is gmrwebteam.com. I am Deb Creer, and until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.